This is Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole, with your host Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions and Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Sue and Cole provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here with the financial information you need are Sue and Cole. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. My name is Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management, and joining me as usual is my mom, Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions, as well as our co-host, Tony Shore. Now, listeners out there, if at any point during the show you want to get a little bit more information about what we're talking about today, be sure to give us a call at 715-355-4445 or visit us online at retirewithbushka.com. Make sure you check out the radio page and the TV show page while you're on the website. All sorts of good information there, including our most recent episodes that you can check out. Um, we actually just released a new TV episode for our new season, so that's awesome. Got our new advisors, well, not new advisors, but new to the show anyways. So make sure you check that out. And regular listeners of our TV, or excuse me, regular listeners of our radio show uh, commonly know how we talk a lot about the importance of working with financial services professional. I don't think that's much of a surprise. But uh, no matter where you're at in your career or your financial life, a financial services professional may be able to help you build a kind of a robust financial strategy that has you looking ahead to the rest of your career, as well as your eventual retirement with more confidence and excitement. Now, with that said, um, I certainly recognize that choosing a financial services professional can be kind of daunting. Because there are <clears throat> a lot of them out there. <laughs> but uh, never fear, by asking a mere 10 questions, you can help determine if they might be the right fit for you. But before we get too far into our conversation about how to pick a financial professional today, let's make sure to introduce everybody here with me today, Sue and Tony. Tony, how are you doing today? I am doing great, and I'm excited about that new episode of your TV show. And for our listeners, who don't know about the TV show, I would say it's a cross between the old Carol Burnett show and Scooby-Doo is where it <laughs> falls somewhere right in the, I'm kidding. It's a great financial show and I love it. And it's good to hear there's a new episode, but I've had a great week. Sue, how have you been? Oh, I've been wonderful. Um, just, you know, weather's been a little cold again right now, but you know, that's how it is when you live in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, everybody's itching out to, itching to get out there and do some get yard, our yard work. And, yeah. yeah, the yard work needs to <laughs> be. I don't want to look outside in April and see snow. That's just mm-hmm. not no, a good thing. That, no, I wasn't really happy about seeing that little bit of snow no, on the ground this me, morning. <laughs> me either. It's like, come on. Uh, we need, <laughs> give us a break. Well, uh, this is, this is going to be a good one. Cole, how have you been? 
Good, good. Doing really, really good. No complaints other than, like like we said, you know, I wish the weather was a little warmer so I can get out and start putting my yard in at my new house. But uh, but other than that, everything has been going well. Business has been clipping along and uh, more people are being, com- or, you know, more people are getting comfortable to come in for consultations. More and more people getting vaccinated. So that's good. We're seem to be yeah. moving in the right direction with COVID at this point. So that's all good, too. I know that uh, our outlook looks a, a bit bright brighter this time this year than it did this time last year so i know that's that's all around a good thing after the year and a half that we've had so far yeah and it is good that things are starting to look up in the world at least and i i'm always eager to to really shout the value uh of working with a financial service professional like yourselves i shouted from the rooftops because we whether we're talking about taxes or college funds or retirement income or insurance there's so much uh, that needs to be dealt with. So I think we're going to have a great show today. What do you have first for us? Well, Tony, uh, we chose this week's topic after coming across a really well done Investopedia article entitled 10 Questions to Ask Your Financial Advisor About Retirement. And the article actually explains that a good place to start is to make a list of all the financial services that you need. Now, whether it's retirement income, uh, insurance products, or a combination of both of uh, both and then some, and make sure that you have a clear picture of what you need before you begin the process of choosing your financial services professional. Well, from there, get on the internet and start researching financial professionals who live in your area. I, I would check out their websites um, and make sure it's polished and professional. And does it give you an idea of who they are and who their team is? And how about social media? Now, make sure you reach out to your family, your friends, coworkers to see if uh, any one of theirs or their own might recommend them. And finally, once you've found a few to meet with, head into their office or hop on a video call so you can ask them the 10 critical questions. Yeah, and I would encourage everyone who's hearing this show uh, to look no further uh, than Bushka. Uh, That's right. Because, That's exactly because right. obviously you guys have been doing this a long time. I know you get so many referrals from your clients, and you have so many clients in in our listening area. So I would encourage our listeners to pick up the phone and give you a call. But these we're going to go over some questions that uh, they can ask you uh, or a financial services professional, and uh, clearly. Uh, you're going to be happy to spend time with our listeners and uh, share your background and answer their questions. And you know you're not entitled to their business. You have to work hard and earn it. And I think it's great to have uh, a good set of questions to ask. So what's what's the first question you would suggest asking? Uh, well, Tony, the first recommended question for a financial professional is what do you like about your job? It's both very simple and very powerful. After all, why would you want to trust your money and your future to someone who isn't passionate about their work? The right financial services professional is one who gets excited and animated when they talk about budgets and paying down debt and health care costs, insurance, taxes, wealth management, you name it. Uh, and, and make sure they're uh, making eye contact with you and smiling and, and gesturing during your conversation. Make sure you be leery of someone who's slumping or not paying attention or perhaps, worst of all, staring at their phone. Yeah, that's a great point. They, that's not good. They, <laughs> they need to be paying attention. <laughs> right. You want to make sure your questions and financial future are more important to them than their, you know, 
phone messages or Facebook page. But, you know, that first question you mentioned there, what do you like about your job? Our listeners don't need to ask you, uh, Sue, you and Cole about that because they know the answer is going to be uh, the best thing about my job is doing a radio show with Tony Shore. I think that's <laughs> obviously. I we look know forward that. to it every yes, week. Every week. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm kidding. You love helping people, and I know that you both do. So, uh, Sue, what's the what's the next question? Well, the next question you should ask is, which services do you provide to your clients? Now, this is an absolutely essential nuts and bolts question because obviously you're you're going to want to work with someone who can meet your varied needs and expectations. Now, for most folks, a financial services professional needs to be ready to do a handful of key things. For example, um, they need to help you determine how much you need for retirement and how to achieve it. And then they also need to help you find income earning tools that match both your needs and risk tolerance. And they also have to help you manage expenses today and in retirement. And also explore your options for managing potential long-term care costs. And last but not least, devise an advantageous uh, tax strategy. Right. Those are all those are all important points. And I, I like to think of you as a really good coach, uh, you know, a financial professionals like yourselves. I, I think of you both as, a, as coaches. You're there to help give guidance and the occasional pep talk, I would imagine. Absolutely, Tony. That's I think that's a really great perspective. And the article notes also that your next question should be, do you have any qualifications? And if so, what are there? Now, there are a number of relevant certifications out there. So spend some time really honing in on the services that you need and then use that information to decide what certifications uh, that might be important to you or or that you'd be looking for within a financial professional. Now, websites like Designation Check can help you search for qualified professionals or help you determine if the certifications your potential professional has um, or advertises are legitimate. Well, yeah, that's definitely good. You want to find out what their qualifications are, and I think that's another good point. Now, we should probably take a quick break here. Before we do, is there anything else you want to add? Well, I want to urge our listeners to make sure that they check out our website for additional tools and resources that they can use as they're preparing for their retirement. There's all sorts of great stuff on there. And if they are thinking about, uh, you know, putting a, uh, a plan together for retirement or maybe double checking their current plan to make sure that it's going to stand the test of time, they should give us a call and schedule a complimentary no obligation consultation at 715 715- Three five five forty four forty five, or they can visit retirewithbushka.com and click on that book now button, which will allow them to schedule on our calendar right here and now. And they can schedule either in our Wausau or our Eau Claire office. Uh, or again, we can schedule virtually via Zoom as well if the clients would prefer. So again, 715-355-4445 or retirewithbushka.com. Hi, I'm Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. In the last few weeks, our lives have been significantly impacted by the coronavirus, and we've seen a lot of volatility in the financial markets across the world. Now that volatility has caused anxiety for some investors, and it's understandable, because for the moment, none of us really knows what comes next. However, I believe our current economy reinforces the importance of having a financial strategy. No matter how the market is performing, 
recent events can be a reminder to revisit your financial goals and strategies. By revisiting your goals and strategies, you'll take a step towards ensuring that market volatility doesn't push you to make rash decisions about your financial future. Contact Bushka Wealth Management today at 715-355-4445 or visit retirewithbushka.com. Bushka Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin. And welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And wow, what a show today. We're talking about some of the more important questions you need to ask when you're meeting with a potential financial services professional. I'm not going to name names, Sue and Cole, but you need to meet with Sue and Cole uh, at Bushka Retirement to determine uh, if you want to work with them. And I think this is shaping up to be a really important episode. What do you have for us in this segment? Well, Tony, the next question from our Investopedia article uh, is, are you a fiduciary? Uh, Now, in its simplest terms, fiduciary duty is a legal term that means that your financial services professional is duty bound to act in your best interest. Now, essentially, this means that they're going to steer you towards financial tools that will work best for you, and they can't put anything like a commission ahead of their recommendation. Now, remember, there's nothing wrong with working with a financial services professional who's making money on the services they provide you. After all, everyone deserves to be rewarded for their hard work. And while it's great when your needs and and theirs coalesce, your needs should ultimately be paramount. Now, as the article states, fee-based financial services professionals may be more inclined to assume fiduciary duty than those who are working on commission. Because again, a conflict of interest uh, or a con... And again, a commission itself could be a conflict of interest. Well, yeah, that's true. And I know that uh, you always work so hard to do what's in your client's best interest. Uh, That's what it's all about. And I appreciate that. That's a good breakdown. And clearly, working with a financial services professional, it's a business relationship. And the needs of both parties are important. But like you say, when it comes down to it, your needs should be prioritized. So, Sue, what do you have for us next? Well, the next question, how will I compensate you, fits right in with what we've just been talking about. Now, this is a kind of question that you should get out in the open so it can be addressed. I mean, those, there's no reason to let compensation be the elephant in the room, or in this case, the elephant in the financial services professional's office. Now, bear in mind, you shouldn't automatically reject a potential financial services professional because they're the most expensive, because it might be really well worth it. And also, you should make sure that they can easily answer that question. If they beat around the bush and don't give you a straight answer, right. that might be an indication to look elsewhere. Yeah, that that would be a red flag. You're right, Cole. Uh, you, you need to work with somebody uh, like yourself, Sue and Cole, who are transparent uh, about how they're compensated. So you have to ask that question. And right. to me, most financial services professionals are probably going to be impressed if you do come at them with this list of really good questions during your first meeting. They're going to quickly ID you as somebody who they're excited to work with, right? I agree with you on that one, Tony, because that does happen often. And those typically are the people that are the most serious about doing something to better their situation. <clears throat> 
Now, the next question the article suggests is, does your firm hold my money and investments? Now, your chosen financial services professional shouldn't directly come into contact with your assets, minus the fees that you pay for their services, of course. Instead, they should contract with a reputable custodian, which could either be a third party or owned by their firm. Now, this custodian holds your assets and uh, processes your transactions. They collect your dividends and interest payments, and they handle distributions, and they also supply you with a monthly statement. And there's a variety of well-known and very reputable third-party custodians out there. Like we use TD Ameritrade as our custodian for our managed portfolios. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when people think third-party custodian, a lot of our listeners might not know about that. It might be an eye-opener, but they've heard the names like TD Ameritrade. uh, And that's important to make sure that your financial advisor is working with a reputable uh, third-party custodian. so uh, they're actually the ones that are hanging on to your money. Right. Uh, yeah. So what's the next question, Sue? The next question is, what's your investment philosophy? And you should ask your potential financial services professional. I mean, this is a fairly basic question that a financial services professional should be able to answer without breaking a sweat. Now, their answer should touch on the mechanics behind their strategies and how the strategies they devise will help you meet your various financial goals. I like that one. Sue, uh, what's your investment philosophy? Obviously, uh, you want to make sure it aligns with uh, what you're thinking. And I I know in past shows, we've talked about some other things like how surveys indicate that a lack of consistent communication is one of the biggest complaints people have about their financial services professionals. So what do you have to say about that, Cole? Uh, Actually, Tony, that leads us right into Investopedia's uh, next question, which is how will we touch base about my investments? Now, clearly, because it's your money, you have the right to uh, uh, have a level of communication that makes you feel comfortable. In most cases, a quarterly contact is the bare minimum. Now, for many, monthly contact from your advisor is ideal. With monthly contact, your financial services professional can walk you through transactions, asset fluctuations, and any relevant uh, industry changes or developments that may have come up. Right. There, There you go. And communication is key. And I know that you guys work really hard on communicating with your clients and being open to talk to them. That's really important. So I know that, uh, you know, setting your expectations for that early in the relationship is probably the best play, right? That's right. And the next question is what happens to my money if something happens to you is one you hope to never have to ask, but you should be prepared for it nonetheless. I mean, when you ask this question, your potential financial professional should be able to walk you through a well-developed exit plan that will kick in upon their retirement or if they leave the firm for another job or are otherwise unable to continue working on your behalf. Yeah, actually, to be honest with you, that's not a question I would have thought to ask, but that's a good one. What happens to my money if something happens to you? Do they have a contingency plan and what is it? I think that's a really good one. Absolutely. It doesn't occur to a whole lot of people out there, but it can be really important to know. Uh, Now, the article's final question, is there anything I forgot to ask you, is one that I really love because it puts the, the matter back on the financial services professional's shoulders. 
Uh, even if you've done your homework and come into that first meeting with great questions, they may be able to push the conversation further to places that you hadn't considered before. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. All right. During the first two segments of the show, we were looking at some of the more critical questions you can take into a first meeting with Sue and Cole uh, or a financial services professional of your choice. Uh, if you're considering doing business with them, these questions are important. So what did you have for us in this final segment? Well, Tony, clearly getting ready for retirement is one of the key reasons you'll want to begin working with a financial services professional. So in our final segment, let's chat a bit about retirement. There was a CNBC article entitled Getting Close to Retirement. Here are six key considerations, and it has some really great information. Well, you know, it's never a bad idea for us to spend a chunk of our time to address retirement. So what do you have for us first regarding this? Well, actually, the first thing that that article highlights is easily overlooked expenses. For example, the average couple who retires at age 65 will end up spending something in the ballpark of $280,000 on health care during the remainder of their lives. And you heard that right. I said $280,000. Wow, that is crazy. I mean, uh, that's what you'd call a heart-stopping amount of money. I mean, that's real money to even you and I, Sue. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's crazy. Uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are thinking the same thing I am. Where does Medicare fit into uh, these health care costs after age 65? Well, as many people probably know, once you hit 65, you're Medicare eligible, which is great. But what's not so great is that Medicare doesn't cover everything uh, that you're likely going to need. For instance, dental care, vision care, and long-term care services like help with bathing and dressing, they aren't covered by, by Medicare. And also the amount that you will pay for Medicare comes down to a number of different factors, including your income. So whether you're hit with late enrollment fees and whether you choose to purchase additional services, the biggest takeaway here is that it's okay to factor Medicare into your post-65 strategy, but it's important to not to rely on it too heavily. Sure, and that makes sense. I think relying on Medicare but not relying too much on Medicare is probably a great strategy. Oh, yeah, I think you're right there, Tony. It's part of your plan, but it shouldn't be your only plan. Now, the next key consideration is knowing your Social Security strategy. Though you can begin taking Social Security when you turn 62, for many people, doing so wouldn't necessarily be the wisest of financial moves. The reality is the longer you delay filing for Social Security, the larger your monthly check is going to be. In fact, your benefit will go up anywhere from 6 to 8% yearly until you reach the age cap determined by the Social Security Administration. You should also note that if you begin taking Social Security before your full retirement age and you're still working, there's a limit on how much you can earn at your job before it begins affecting your Social Security benefit. Well, right. I mean, you're you're absolutely right, Cole. Considering how important Social Security is to so many people out there, you want to make sure your strategy is rock solid. So, Sue, what do you have for us next? Well, another vital step for you getting close to retirement is devising solid income and tax strategies. 
Now, there are a lot of options for income in retirement, including pensions, 401ks, Social Security, um, taxable savings, uh, investment accounts, health savings accounts, and business or trust income. Now, it is important to remember that not all retirement income sources are taxed equally. So money withdrawn out of a traditional IRA or 401k is taxed as ordinary income, but for Roth IRAs or Roth 401ks, withdrawals are tax-free. So if you have a taxable investment account, you'll probably have to fork over capital gains taxes on some of those withdrawals. Right. Uh, Good point, Sue. And we spent the first two segments today talking about finding the right financial services professional. Uh, And I'm not going to name names, Sue and Cole, but uh, (laughs) I think think our listeners know where to look. But uh, let me take a minute here to note that creating that those solid strategies for income and taxes in retirement is another reason that you really need to build a relationship with a good financial services professional. Yeah, you couldn't be more right there, Tony. And another key step to take if your retirement train is picking up speed is to have an ample financial cushion. Now, many experts recommend that you keep several years worth of income in cash or reasonably safe investment vehicles rather than the stock market. Now, that is the money that you know is absolutely going to be there when you need it, or what we would refer to as green money. Yeah, and uh, that's that's money that isn't all at risk, and uh, we've talked about that on previous shows. I think that's important. Socking away uh, money is not only a smart financial move, it also seems like the kind of move that's going to help you get to the retirement you want uh, with a stronger emotional foundation as well. That's exactly right, Tony. And preparing yourself emotionally for retirement is actually the article's next piece of advice. As it notes, many financial professionals counsel their clients that if their career is a big part of their self-identity, retirement can get a little tricky. In fact, it's common for the first couple years of retirement to be a positive whirlwind before boredom sets in. Well, that makes sense to me. I mean, uh, you know, you have that 40 hours a week you used to work or 40 to 60 for some people. And then all of a sudden you've got that time on your hands. So what can retirees do to ward off that potential boredom? Well, there's a lot of options out there to help retirees stay engaged and active. Uh, Volunteering is obviously something with nearly endless possibilities. I mean, there are food banks, shelters, libraries, schools, theaters, museums. I mean, there are just so many organizations out there who need committed volunteers. And beyond volunteering, it's important to maintain or build a broad network of friends to spend time with. Also, retirement is a great time to pick up hobbies you didn't have time for when you were working. Yep, exactly. And I think this is a, that's a great point to end on. We're out of time. It's been a terrific show, though. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, Tony, just one final reminders for, uh, for reminder for our listeners out there that are getting ready to retire or thinking about uh, putting a plan together for retirement, they should give us a call. Let's we'll schedule a complimentary, no obligation consultation. You, they can reach us at 
4445 to schedule in our Wassa or Eau Claire office, or they can visit retirewithbushka.com and click on that yellow book now button towards the top of the page and they can go right on our calendar and schedule right here and now. It's super easy. Again, retirewithbushka.com or 715-355-4445. Thank you for listening to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Sue and Cole at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management. Call 715-355-4445 or visit them online at retirewithbushka.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Bushka Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin. Insurance products and services are offered through Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. Bushka Wealth Management, LLC and Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. are affiliated companies. Sue Bushka, Cole Bruner, Bushka Retirement Solutions, LLC, and Bushka Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.